0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. It's another one of our Blue Room Extra previews here on the Blue Room. This time it comes from Subscribers Weekly. And joining me earlier today were Dave Darney, Car Roper and former England international Sky Sports pundit and Evertonian and Sue Smith joining us for a chat about the topic. We spoke about the protest at Old Trafford to start off on Sunday and the impact of that and what it could mean for football going forward. And we also had a chat about Everton's game against Aston Villa on Saturday night, what went wrong and how we can potentially solve it. If you want to listen to this podcast in full, uh, come and join us over on the Blue Room Extra. Start of the month is absolutely the best time to get involved. It's patreon.com Slash the Blue Room Extra works out about a pound a week. You can cancel it whenever you'd like. And you get access to multiple Everton shows every single weekday as we look forward to and look back at all of our football matches. So it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Hopefully, we'll see you there. In the meantime, people enjoy this segment. Uh, we'll chat about Carlo Angelotti's comments after the game on Saturday when he questions some of the attitude of some of the players
2: in the squad. What player has ever improved from being publicly scorned by a manager? I, I can't think of many who, who've who've reacted to a manager publicly slating them. And whilst he's done it perhaps more much more collectively, he hasn't singled out individual names and, and sort of hammered them. Mm. If you're if you're Everton's back four and you're getting slated by your manager publicly when you've lost two on a home to Aston Villa because of a couple of individual letters by certain players, surely the old adage of you need to do that, you don't air your dirty linen in public like that. Um, and and I'd have thought he'd have been a little bit more savvy to that sort of thing, because like I say, you don't you don't generally see positive reaction. You've just seen a manager there get sacked, in Mourinho, publicly slated Deli Ali, publicly slated certain individual players in his tenure at Tottenham. Did any of them get any better? Did any of them put their heads down and say, "Do you know what? You're right about that. That's not how the psyche of Millionaire football players work. There's, there's there's egos to be massaged, and and I think that is what he's done successfully in his career. The likes of Madrid, at, at AC Milan, but you're not doing it with Zlatan here. You're not doing it with Cristiano Ronaldo or Gareth Bale or any players like that. You know you haven't you haven't got. You probably don't need to come out and slate those fellas, do you? Because but the point the the point yeah. I'm making is, if that was ever the case, he'd never do it because they're that good. He'd never do it because of their reputation themselves as well, footballing stars based on how well they've done as footballers and their credentials. The fact he feels like he can do it at Everton, I think, is a little bit of an issue, um, because just simply because the way players react. No player, if you know, it's the same in any line of work. If somebody come out and, and, and slated me publicly, working on the BBC or Sue for working on Sky, um, a colleague. Somebody who's higher up than you, perhaps a manager, an editor comes out and says that publicly. How does that make you feel? Forget about how well or or how bad somebody's done. I don't think that's ever going to get a positive reaction. You do it behind the scenes. You pull a player to one side and say, look, son, you, you're, not, you're not doing well enough here. Mason Holgate made a couple of individual mistakes last couple of games. You pull him to one side and say, look, Mason... What's going on? Is there a reason why you're doing this? Is there a reason why you feel? I don't know. You can take those chances in games when we're at the you know the business end of a, of a season. Why aren't you just putting your foot through it rather than pissing about at the back or not listening to the to Michael Keane shouting for the header? You do that one on one. I I bet you know ninety nine times out of hundred, possibly a hundred times out of hundred, that player is going to react in a positive way. But you come out and say it on Sky in his post match interview and say. Look, some players didn't play well here. The defence was, was 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 awful. Things like I know he hasn't said that, but you know, variants of that. How is a player going to react? You're going to think, mate, I've been running my well, socks off for you. Yes, I've made an individual error, but am I going to? Do you expect me to react positively when you're hanging me out to dry to Joe Public? Well, what, does does that
1: make a difference, Sue? When you're in a dressing room, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you had a manager in your playing career where someone came out and effectively called into question that the character of of the
2: team. I mean, surely uh, surely it it impinges on your trust too. If you've got a manager that doesn't deal with an issue you've had as a player on a more individual and much more, I think caring maybe is the wrong word, but a much more, I don't know, focused, maybe more intimate meeting than simply saying it and outing it in front of a dressing room or in the media.
0: Yeah, I I think it's more the word attitude. I think that's what got me because I I just think uh, as a player, that's the minimum that you have to have. You've got to have the right attitude. You've got to work hard. And, you know, the mistakes happen, don't they? So, like you say, Holgate messing around with it at the back, just clear it. But you work on that then in training. You say, look, you're in this situation. Next time, do this. So that's the thing that got me when he said the player's attitudes. And like you say, he said it before. And I was a bit like, wow, that has to change. You know, if that is the case, attitudes have to change because every time I stepped onto a football pitch, my attitude was, was spot on. I made mistakes, I made errors, but I knew that I would be given 100% and especially because yeah. of the positions that they're in. Like you say, sometimes you can say Aston Villa, they had nothing to play for, but they did. They had the right attitudes and they did play. So I think that was the thing that got me more than anything in, in that, that sort of statement. Just just one other thing I wanted
1: to ask you about but That's because I know the, the other lads want to jump in as well. Yeah. Does, does does that change too when it's someone like Carlo Ancelotti saying that though? As opposed to, you know, the, the run yeah. of the mill managers that everton about down the years. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking about it and you know, I don't know if the players will necessarily read through this sort of stuff on on socials or whether they, you know, they, they get the reports sent through or they go on the Everton <laughs> website every morning or or anything like that. Do you think they see it as in that way of being a targeted thing about their attitude or maybe they look at it as this is somebody like Carlo Angelotti you know I'm going to take on board what he says and and react to it or is it just a bit of a throwaway comment from a manager who's who's pissed off at the end of a game his team's just lost?
0: It could be and I think sometimes when you get interviewed straight after a game you often say things that maybe if you have time to reflect you, you probably would say something slightly different but oh my, if Carlo Ancelotti managed me, I would listen to every single word that he says because of what he's achieved. And and that must be what the players do. You, you can imagine going into training and he just gives you little bits, little snippets to make you be like the best player you can be. Yeah, yeah I would listen to everything. I'm sure every single player does that.
2: I, I was just going to say, I, I think we've got a direct comparison here between how this is done and how it's worked successfully and where it hasn't. You look at Jordan Pickford, Ancelotti stuck by him all season long, throughout every single mistake the lads made,
3: yeah.
2: and he's been hammered left, right, and centre. We only know—I mean, people still talk about the, the Van Dijk incident, don't they? <laughs> much that I think everybody mentioned it at some point in the working day. I think it's—it's it's that much of an institution <laughs> in our lives now. But Ancelotti has been resolute throughout any criticism of Pickford, even when he's fielded Robin Olsen as a selection ahead of him without any injury concerns, and he's gone and picked Olsen. He's still come out after games and said Pickford's still my number one. The United game, was it, where uh, he said Olsen's in goal now, but Pickford will be back in next week. Yeah. And we did the show and we were up in arms saying, oh, how can you say that? Pickford's had an awful season. Olsen's done okay since he's come in. Why would you say that? Because obviously you'd think it had dent the confidence of Olsen. And look what's happened to Jordan Pickford now. And, and, and I think he, he's, he's an important person to be discussing right now because I think he's one of the very few who's who's overperforming really, in comparison yeah. to what he's been like earlier this season. So when, when I look at that, I think it's fine for a manager to come out and have that sort of resolute, sort of really gritty attitude towards the players and sticking by them. He's had faith in Jordan Pickford. He's said it in the media. He's obviously said it internally as well. And now we're looking at something like a job in Pickford that we thought we were getting a few years ago when we signed him. So I think in, in a nutshell, you, you see different, two different examples of how man management works. And, and like Sue says, going back to that attitude comment, it is one that makes you raise your eyebrows a little bit more because you're like, well, look at how he's handled that Pickford situation when he wasn't on form, but then look how he's handled an issue with Mason Holgate making a couple of individual letters and certain individual players letting the side down. Seems to be chalk and cheese to me, but yet he's decided to be quite contradictory in how he's handled those situations. And for me, we've seen the best way of doing it is what he's done with Jordan Pickford, because now you're looking at a goalkeeper that, again, now looks like England's number one, and he looks like he's got confidence, all because of that shocking haircut. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm convinced he wants to look like Harry Kane do you not think he's going to play anything <laughs> but he's speaking all that do you know what I, mean, it I can't is? say anything
1: it's a bit similar
2: to mine isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no. yours
1: it's a bit like uh, I was watching that, that Matty Cash for Villa I was like He's just trying to make himself look like Grealish, isn't he? He's just, he's just uh, copying him. You know, he's got the same hair, socks are down. You know, he's yeah. just, just idolises him, obviously. I mean, to be uh,
2: fair, like, I'd, um... I'd be doing the same if I wasn't going bald. So. <laughs> just, and you see the growing out the side and just throw it back. To yeah. come <laughs> the bald. Carl has the same problem.
3: Yeah, well, I was just going <laughs> to say, not that I'm qualified, but um, I did have hair once, and it's like my first grown-up haircut, isn't it? It's like kids. It's like, it's like, it's like like young lads who are about <laughs> nine or ten and they've got floppy fringes and then he go to the school disco and there's yeah. all gel backing <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. So I just wanted to say about the attitude thing, sorry, sorry to, to move away from the, the geolity, joviality, um, uh, but um, I, it is interesting, isn't it? Because I do remember after the, the, remember the debacle of the Wolves away game um, last season, um, you know? which literally had ever had Everton players passing the ball off the pitch without any kind of apparent care or desire to pass it to a player in a blue shirt. And I think Ancelotti said at the end of the... It was at the beginning of this season. When we sent the players away, we told them to think about their attitude and come back with a new attitude. And then you saw the way they played against Tottenham Hotspur in the first game of the season. And you went, oh, well, there we go. You get Ancelotti he puts the marker down, they all go off on the whatever the oldies he could go on last summer and he's come back. What concerns me, there's clearly been a degree of relapse, hasn't it? You know, I, I think there's also the issue of possibly the worst thing you can do when you're playing for an Italian manager is to not play well defensively because it, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, sort of in, in ingrained in the Italian <laughs> football culture, isn't it? But... um there's, uh I, I, and I, I'll be interested to see if that happens again. And I don't. One thing I don't think we've seen Ancelotti be yet is particularly ruthless. You know, there isn't, there hasn't been many players, maybe because we haven't got the the squad yeah. strength. But there hasn't yeah. been anyone yet who yeah. has been dropped, never to be seen again.
1: With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.